Hi everyone, I'm Nomsa. And I'm Portia. Welcome to Assume It Will Be Brilliant. Hi Porsche. Hey Noms, how's it going? My voice is feeling a little bit not all there today, but we'll we'll I'll survive. Full disclosure to the audience, we have we had already recorded an episode, but uh the technicalities and everything went wrong. Yes. Then we, we suffered what Ugandans would call technical difficulties. <laughs> so we are re-recording and hopefully this is even better than the first time because today we're actually doing our Love is Blind season four coverage. And this is post-reunion and post the tea that has dropped since the reunion. So we're actually caught up and up to date with everything that's happened um, since they first got into the pods until this very day. Let's start, Porsche. What were your thoughts overall? Well, first of all, I love when you take on your very serious reality TV reporter. I know. <laughs> is- we are doing our love of blind coverage. This is my life. This is my life. And yes, you have, of course you have. Um, but um overall season four was, you know, a more interesting season than seasons two and three. I still felt the same way, like most scenarios could have used um, a mental health professional, you know, to help guide uh, people through them, especially Jackie and Marshall, I would say. Um, Other than that, I think there were no big surprises. Uh, Well, were there any big surprises? Well, yes, Zach and Bliss, I was not sure that that would become a final union. Those were the only two Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. And actually Kwame and Chelsea as well. I thought one of them was liable to say no. Micah and Paul were hard to read and I was actually quite but I didn't think they would say yes like I was like these two aren't gonna make it but I was surprised that Paul yeah was the one who said no because based on the edit I really thought that he was you know really really into it so I don't know and then you know Tiff and Brett were the early front runners of like best couple they remain best couple there's a part of me that feels like that was the only couple where the producers actually really did research you know and were like because and they're like these two will work we need them to work and and made it even though the storyline not the storyline it's real Marshall was the one who when the dudes were like hanging out said you know there's this person we're not vibing but like I really think she's good for you and he says Brett is like thank you Marshall or whatever oh yeah so basically yeah as you've heard the you know the dynamics were intriguing you know you were kind of, I was invested in like how is this gonna go and then I just think the Lachaise should not be the hosts of this I know that's what has happened <laughs> I don't know what Nick was there for other than to be like a brick of a man just next to <laughs> I don't know what Vanessa was on, to be honest with you. Like her hosting is yeah. borderline unhinged at some point. I was like, are you just take it easy? She was lunging across the seat to ask people. What yes. <laughs> and I was like, this lady is not with us. You know, she's somewhere else. She's gone somewhere. Oh, she's trying to get fired. I don't know. And this is not personal to Vanessa, uh, but like mm. that was not a good hosting job. This whole time I found her quite, I mean, we, I've, we've joked a lot about their like growing empire, whatever shows. I was like, okay, yes. I didn't see this coming and literally, you know, have at it, do what you need to do. But they've been very innocuous to me until now. This reunion, yes. I was, I left feeling what is going on with Vanessa? 
I mean, I felt pretty much the same about the season in that I really was sucked in from the beginning. They had me hook, line and sinker and I really enjoyed it. It was very entertaining television and I would rank it exactly the same in that season one for me is the best. This is the second best. And then, and also the couple's Brett and Tiffany were were that couple that you were rooting for them from the beginning till the end. And you were just like, please, they need to get married. And the storyline with them made complete sense. It was, you know, buttoned up very well. Um, Listen, Zach, beautiful surprise. Kwame and Chelsea, just a surprise, surprise for me. (laughs) And Micah and Paul, I... Had question. I had a question mark at it at the end. I was like, "What did I watch?" I was a bit confused. The reunion was. It felt like the Lachey's, specifically Vanessa, was drunk on her own Kool Aid. She felt untouchable, and like it felt like she was on something, like on a trip of some kind. And Nick just looked like Ken, just there. Honestly, I kept <laughs> I he was there, it. and then when we were reminded he was there, he contributed negative one. No. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes! <laughs> yes! And, and the other thing, too, that I don't really understand is that it's not only that her hosting style was tonally off, but literally the interviewing was also bad. It's like she they, it they was bad. to connect with... It's like either she wasn't listening properly or she had an idea about what she was going to say and that's what she was going to say the time. And everything just felt so disjointed. Disjointed and awkward from the beginning. I mean, forget the debacle of the failure of the live, live part of it and the hours later waiting. From the moment it began, I cannot tell you how awkward it felt to watch it felt like and even her saying um no we've been sitting here no one's been talking we because we wanted to save it all for this for this recording it was like it did feel like no one had been talking like for real and obviously they had been talking but it felt like that mm-hmm. and it was awkward um it also felt like she didn't watch the same show we watched nope. or she was given you know what it felt like it was it felt like she was given sort of like an interviewer's cut you know, when you just get the cut where it's not the whole show, it's even further edited just with highlights. And so you don't actually have insight into what the audience is. You've just got, these are the highlights and you're going to tack on questions from the highlights. That's what it felt like. And the things she did tack on to felt so personal which was so strange. It felt like it was a personal attack on her, to her. She felt like she was offended. And then also she felt like she, it felt like she was personally attacking people. The difficulty I have with these sort of reality shows and we've spoken about it is that it is an edit. So it is difficult for me to like jump down people's throats because you are not seeing a full human. You are seeing an edited caricature of whatever character they wanted a specific person to play or role they wanted to play as a production team. So when we talk about these people, these couples, we're not actually talking about them, the human being. And just to be clear, like we're talking about the edit and this, and we understand fully that this is not them. Yeah. Like, cause I'd love to just get into when the, uh, these people, couple number one, 
at the reunion, Brett and Tiffany. I felt was a complete missed opportunity. I felt like I didn't learn anything more. It made so little sense that this was like, <laughs> they were like um, the diamond. What's it from Bridgerton? You know, and they're like, yes, yes, the diamond, diamond of the season. Exactly, of the season. This is what we came here to do. And we found out exactly no new information about them. We didn't get to know any. I mean, this whole bomb was dropped where it's a long distance relationship. You know, yes. which was so emphasized between Kwame and Chelsea, but we had yep. no idea about it with Brett and no and they were there and you spoke to them for 29 seconds at the beginning of the episode. And then we just, I remember every time <laughs> when <laughs> other interviews were going on, like towards the end of the reunion. And then every time they would pan to like Tiffany and Brett, Tiffany's face looked so bored because she'd been yeah. quiet for she so long. long. And she, yeah, was, why is she, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she there? Absolutely, absolutely a missed opportunity. Zero sense. And I I felt like we missed also, they have such great personalities and they're just fun. Yeah. None of that. We get none of that. In fact, what did we get in this reunion actually? I just felt like it was giving nothing. Yeah. There were so many key issues. They wanted to, to they spent too much time mm. on their gotcha question and what the obvious low-hanging drama fruit was right so they were ready to let Irina speak for 99 now you know basically repeating an apology you know what I mean and like let the back and forth between like Paul and Irina go you know blah 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 but they weren't willing to be to say like what do you think it is about you guys you know Kwame yes that people just don't buy it. Like, you know what Thank I mean? Thank like, you. Having like a juicy conversation to bring out the things we didn't see that were edited out. Exactly. You know, at the beginning of the reunion, they spent, like many of the contestants wanted to emphasize, like you guys really only saw 1%, right? Mm-hmm. So our responses mm-hmm. are based on the like 98%. And Vanessa was like, I would like to ignore all of that. And yes. Why he thinks Micah, who I've now suddenly given a free pass, even though she was right there everything and all the nonsense, wouldn't make a good mom. Like, what does that even mean? What is it? I was like, are you triggered, Vanessa? You know, <laughs> are you are you channeling like your like TRL days where maybe you didn't, you know, nobody was like, that's that's the mom of four. You know what I mean? Or three, yes. you really want to fourth. Why wait? Why are you telling the audience this? None I, of our business. <laughs> missed opportunities big time. Just such a badly produced reunion. And I know they had badly. but it doesn't make sense why Jackie and Josh could not have been like conferenced in so that Marshall could have Marshall, who gosh, like worst edit, worst experience, right? And didn't even get to have the dignity of engaging with Jackie no Vanessa must and she was gonna be like hey girl you're having a good time you look happy what's energy Vanessa it was the energy was strange the energy was girl I watched it with question marks in both eyes I was confused the energy (laughs) was peculiar you know, I was, look, if we go to Kwame and Chelsea, now that very question you're asking, they should have helped us come on side because the, the thing is we did see an edit, but help us see what we missed. 
Instead, we get Kwame telling us that he always intended, because they speak about the pods with Micah and how he was so like, he seemed broken about it. And they show the clip of Micah and Chelsea, uh, that apology, whatever situation because of everything that happened with the pools. But when we go back to what happened in the pods, we have Kwame denying He's denying he felt as deeply for Micah as what he presented. And I was like, this is not necessary because we did see Kwame crying, sobbing, getting a drink after getting broken up with. The way he answered Micah when she broke up and he was like, I wish you the best in your further endeavors basically was his. (laughs) And he's busy talking about how Paul is the villain in his story. Don't tell me you are going to break up with her anyway. Then then why is Paul the villain? Why would he be the villain? The truth is you felt deeply for Micah for whatever reason. And you also then decided, let me pursue Chelsea. And can, can I tell you, I believe that it's valid. Why? Because it's an experiment. I know. Why can't we be honest about that? That you can just say, you know what? That really stung. And I decided I'm going to proceed, pursue my relationship with Chelsea. And then be honest about your relationship, guys. Where were the questions about how the the way they interacted was what the audience kept wanting to see because it was so confused. You saw Chelsea being all like, love me, love me. And Kwame being like, I'm not sure, hey. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is that they can't because here's the <laughs> the fundamental <laughs> issue that makes it very hard for, I guess, the reunion to be, because that's what a reunion should be, what you were describing. Like filling in the gaps and giving us never before scenes that are actually never before seen. You know, something yes. that adds dimension to what we saw. But this show almost inherently can't be if I'm having like, I, I don't want to say empathy, but if I'm being generous, you know what I mean? To, to And I think it's wrong. I think you may as well take it away because as you're saying, it's an experiment. But the problem is that they are insisting, right? And protecting the impossible ideal that is the premise mm. of the show. Yeah. Which is that you can fall in love blindly, be married in three weeks, and then it's happily ever after. So everybody mm. there, who actually has a very complicated outcome. I think Zach and Bliss handled it the best. They're the ones who can tell their story with sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everybody else is trying to preserve the ideal, you know? And even the questioning, you know, it comes from this position of like, presume that um, Micah even wants to have kids, let's say, right? Or presume Mm -hmm. that if they say I do, then they are truly in love. But are they truly in love? And then you're asking, you're dancing around a non-question, non-answer. Because unless you're actually going to talk about what happened, like it's real and not like it's the perfect outcome, you know? Yes. You're not going to. And on that Micah and Paul part, and it's exactly what you're saying, because what I dislike about the whole premise, okay, hear me I love the show I think it's highly entertaining because on one hand it's highly unethical (laughs) but what I dislike about it is that they villainize you for saying no at the altar when it's completely legitimate 
to say no at the altar for any reason. The reason need only be that you don't want to marry the person. That's the only reason you need to have. You literally don't need to have any other reason. Why? Because it is marriage. So like you can decide yeah. you actually don't want to and, you and it doesn't have to make decide. you the worst person. And you can also <laughs> decide that based on your own conclusions about the situation. Yes. And just because yes. other people don't feel that way is irrelevant. And, and the exactly. idea that you're holding them to this standard within three weeks of meeting one another, get yes. That's the part that I just, I really don't get that at all. And it was my, the, the, when the, the, the moment in the reunion that this was most this issue, right. Of like, you can't talk <laughs> was most present when Vanessa kept interrogating Paul, Paul. about yeah. his feeling and his view that mm-hmm. Micah wasn't very maternal. That was his mm-hmm. impression of her. And so he's saying, my impression was this. And she's saying, but how? But how? <laughs> and then yes. it's like, well, just based on on being with her, you know? And yes. she's, like, she's like, but what, but how? You know, but what does, <laughs> and, and what does that mean? Like, how would you see that? And he's like, well, I guess you wouldn't see it. You feel it. You'd know, yeah. you'd feel and, it. And then now she's being gaslit into saying things like, you know what? I didn't inspire. I didn't her. bring it. Yeah. And I'm like, it's and her maternity. <laughs> like, what? Like, it's not a man's job. Even the most binary sense of gender roles. <laughs> For real. It was like pretending you don't understand what's coming out of this man's mouth after. And meanwhile, you're having this conversation after the segment where you showed us a minute's clip yes. of her behaving in ways that are arguably, whether or not you agree, you know what I mean? Yes, not, not maternal. Yes, of, of, of somebody with who's maternal or nurturing. Not nurturing. He literally ran away from somebody who was crying, laughing, so, laughing, laughing, going, "Oh my god!" You know. So, so why are you? What are you doing? Like, why are you gaslighting this man? Literally in front of a hundred percent. And so, for the idea that the person who gets the only thing that happens at the altar is. That if the person says no is embarrassment, but you don't become this big victim. And, and that's the part that I need, like, I wish the audience would understand because, and because it is legitimate to get to the point where you just realize this person that I met three weeks ago and clicked with before seeing and maybe or maybe not have some kind of physical chemistry with since I've gotten to know them a bit and I've realized that we're not actually compatible and that's fine and that doesn't make the one person bad or the other person good it also doesn't mean you led the other person on you've been dating for two for three weeks be real the other thing is Paul if we if we actually look at what he was seeing if we rewind to the, the wedding days and all of that, the wedding day, that guy was asking his groomsmen, like, what do you think I should say? Should I say yes? Should I say no? Micah herself on the wedding day. And this way, this is what gave me pause, is that the vibe, because we just came from watching Chelsea, who's like 
Kwame is the most talented man and most beautiful man that I've <laughs> if, ever made in my existence. And I can't believe I'm going to marry him. Just crying when Barbara walks in. Like, it's so Thanks emotional. All seven of his names. You know, like, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. To Micah's bridal suite vibe, where it's very peculiar. It was not wedding day vibes at all from Micah either. It was giving, I don't think I'm going to say yes, because she wasn't feeling, it wasn't bridal. It wasn't like, this is the happiest day of my life. But it almost, as you said, it almost doesn't matter, right? Because for each and every single person who is participating in this experiment, it is enough that they're not even sure yet. You know what I mean? Because of the timeline. He doesn't I agree. know that he doesn't want to marry her. He just has to know that he doesn't want to marry her today. You know, he or he has to know that he's not sure, and that is or that he's not sure, and that should be enough. And it's not, it doesn't merit, you know. However, so I agree with you completely. My issue is that Micah was giving the exact same vibes, Hmm. and yet she is pretending like she was gonna say yes, like this. When she literally turned it over. Exactly. She didn't answer the question. She didn't answer the question. She didn't answer said, the question. You should do it first. And then she said, because that's what I needed him to show me that he would choose me. But I'm like, but your deflection makes it harder to choose you. Why is it on me? Uh-uh. No. A hundred percent. And he's obviously looking at her friends, which was another segment that where Micah's like defending her friends still. He's looking at her friends like the night before she's drunk calling and she's like, ha, ha, ha. and you can see their personalities actually didn't match. And I mean, kudos to them for trying afterwards. I always believe like I, I really give my hat off to the couples that try after they've said no at the altar. I never think it will ever work, but like clearly the person got over it or they knew before that the person was going to say no because if you really believed that you were getting married and you were really duped you were never gonna you, you were never gonna say yeah cool let's date but kudos for them to them for trying I'm glad Zach called Micah out and um, because Vanessa was surely not doing any of it um Zach was doing the hard work On the uh, Zach and Bliss part, um, just very quickly, the Zach and Irina Bliss situation. I'm actually glad Irina got her day in court and that she <laughs> came. I really am like, hats off to you. You came, you faced the music. And I appreciate that she came not discounting anything. She really owned her behavior and apologized. And even when they were saying more like, this is what you did, and she owned it and she backed off. And she also could see he's better suited to to Bliss, obviously, and was not ugly in that moment, but could recognize that she treated him poorly, so poorly, and that she treated the other women poorly as well. And I really give her some credit because she at least sounded self more self-aware than Micah did at that stage. Um, and so I think her behavior on the show was appalling. 
And I really am the same as Bliss. I'm like, hope she learns from it. Bliss and Zach are my favorite couple. <laughs> yeah, I would agree in the end. I can't believe the way she looks right at him while he's singing off every key at the same time. Every, every um, tone deaf. Romantic <laughs> in the most cardboard way possible. <laughs> just like, this is my man, you know? A hundred percent. Like she is in love. In love, but I like them both actually since the beginning. So I'm very glad they worked out. They're a good match, I think. I've, I've also really enjoyed them both since the beginning. And I genuinely feel like they gave us the most real um, love story there in the sense that in terms of the experiment, it makes sense to be caught up between two different people and feel strongly about them both. And it makes sense to make a choice and then regret it. And then, you know, to even get the opportunity to sort of make the, the correct one later on is fantastic, but it really makes sense because again, like we say, it's an experiment, you know, that's, you don't know until you know. Um, and so I'm really happy for them and love everything about them. Do you want to move on to, Jack, to Jackie and Marshall and Josh? <laughs> who just needed the most assistance, you know, in terms of being like, you know, just self-regulating. No, but I feel I, I'm very team Marshall here, you know, and not even in the sense of the, of being anti you know the other two but just overall mm. as I said at the beginning I feel like Marshall was just the least protected person on the show yes. nobody was looking out for I I, I I felt like he was disrespected by everybody yes worst of all Jackie obviously because his feelings and emotions were invested and I and he clearly wants to be somebody's husband and she just trampled all over him really talked down to him and then you know, moved on with with uh, Josh quite swiftly, you know, mm-hmm. um, very rudely, frankly, like very mm-hmm. un- without any compassion for how to go about it for, for Marshall's sake, you know, because just yeah. because you're done doesn't mean you treat somebody horribly. And then I felt like he got he then got disrespected by love is blind, the enterprise, yeah. you know, by the way yeah. he was treated in the reunion and how they handled the the aftermath of that situation like it was very galling to me that mm. uh, Vanessa's line of questioning was focused on you like so you had officially broken up with Marshall before you got together with Josh so you did not cheat on Marshall which again is like the low-hanging drama fruit I was talking about earlier because so much more happened to draw out the that that like you know frankly in a time in the U.S. when um we we don't need to carelessly handle transphobia on a show 100 percent as love is blind you know what i mean not it was just like let's pull this out to be like who 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 said more mean things to who like who was like this and and i'm just like really this is what you do with um this material and and it was always at marshall's expense i felt and then 100 percent thing you didn't even give them a chance to have a face-to-face you know what i mean Mm -hmm. went and did these superficial questions to her and then you come back and then you do that thing where you say hey marshall a man who has been publicly you know humiliated you know yeah and say well look in the camera like what would you say to her if you could and I swear I am not person but I had violent urges in that moment you know I couldn't believe that part 
it was awful. It was it was really awful. And they, I, I also was irritated because I remembered that that episode where they had that clearly contrived. In my view, it was probably contrived and forced um, scene where they put the blacks, the black mans together <laughs> and were like, talk about your feelings and then talk about how it's important that you talk about your feelings um, mm-hmm. to the public, like for mental health. Like, you know, they had the like little mental health PSA, which whatever, you know, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, the message is correct, but I was like, I see what you're doing. And, the, you know, they put them all there and um, proceeded to do nothing with, with nothing. What I mean, like in the in the well and also like do the opposite I was like the way you're behaving is very detrimental to this man's mental <laughs> mental health right 100%. now 100% for Marshall um and you are basically thrown away Brett and Tiff since they're unproblematic and like fine <laughs> and be in the drama and you're completely letting um Kwame aka you know escape point two but not as bad like get away with his like well prepared little speech you know he came ready like so he did come ready felt to me like um and I mean that's one example but as we had said mm. when we started watching the show we're like oh we see they're really trying to be diverse this this season yes. they're really trying to to do that meanwhile there were all these anonymous women of color who we just never heard from again we're just like we never the- saw don't know where they went don't so it's like well you fumbled the ball in that way as well as far as as far as I can see you know I mean on that point uh, there were two Asian women who got engaged whose storylines we didn't follow one of them was actually engaged to Josh Josh Telling the truth right now? Josh. He's the same person who's sitting next to Jackie while Vanessa asks, like, why do you think Marsha wanted the ring back? Oh. oh, it's so that he could go and propose to someone else. Josh literally proposed to someone else. You know what? Josh and Jackie are each other. <laughs> like... They are. And it's so, the problem that I also have with it is the literal premise of the show is that you get engaged after whatever many days. Let's say Marshall did want to go and propose to someone else. It's within the context of the show, if we're honest. It is in the context. Because you know how Zach did the exact same thing? He was engaged to Irina and then he was engaged to Bliss. Vanessa and you know how he's not a villain yeah I just felt like there were legitimate questions to ask Marshall none of them she asked not a one because Marshall isn't without his problems I stand Marshall and I I mean would never date him but he's my boy like we can be friends he clearly has whatever savior complex that he has because he he I mean Going with Jackie was a choice, specifically having, you know, the the idea that he can make her better or make her reach her better potential. That is not healthy, sir. So as, as you know, as mature as he may seem generally, he clearly has um, immaturity to still deal with. And that's something definitely definitely to speak about. They didn't touch on that. Instead, like you say, ill-prepared, ill-advised way to even deal with transphobia and not at all deal with the the initial context of Jackie's homophobia. 
it 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 was like you are only dealing with parts and not you're not telling the whole story yeah you're dealing with parts you're chopping up things in parts and then you're actively stacking them like stuffing them into stereotypes you're not 100% exploring the actual humanity of the people in front of you like you're not at all 100% the roles they're apparently playing you know exactly like maternal or not maternal cheater or not cheater yes they're just a trope for you everything's a trope for you and i think that is what the the main issue I think they'll always run into when they try to have these like reunions that mean anything is that as long as you keep centering the ideal as opposed to being open to deconstructing it because yeah. actually that's what the experiment proves right is that like mm, it's still going to be messy it's still relational yes. and dress it up in husband and wife right marriage and, and, and matrimony but like you, <laughs> if you want to talk you're either going to start to talk about relationships actual relationships mm-hmm. right or you're going to keep having weird peculiar odd energy conversations about yes. like being engaged yeah. mm-hmm. 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 you know like these <laughs> like really not helpful conversations at all adding, and adding yeah adding no value and like you say i mean I I agree in that Marshall was let down by the show as well, not just Jackie, because it turns out what, well, again, Jackie is not the best source, but her story is that they actually were told by production not to come because of, she said they had a mental health check um, just before. And based on that, um, she was not allowed to come to the reunion. She was told not to come. And it just seems a little bit fishy because she is the same person who's been revealing all this tea, um, probably contract. I mean, even contradicting the edits of her um, when she met up with Josh is a contract violation in and of itself. And I think they just couldn't handle her unedited. I, I actually think that's more likely is that her unedited is not good for whatever story they were trying to tell. And, and I actually do think one of the huge, and we've joked about it for however many times we've spoken about it, but it's actually turns out it's not, it is a serious thing that there isn't mental health supervision and assistance because of course you don't want to help them as the production because you would rather they not be well adjusted you'd rather they they don't fight well you'd rather they do break down and give you good television but i don't know i feel like have we not come far enough as a society where you can still have people acting the fool without having mental breakdowns you can you can actually have people giving you stories and all of that without having to see them at their drunkest or at their most emotionally unstable because when they're asking for resources, you're saying no. And that's really the story that has come out of um, Netflix. Well, not Netflix, the production company that produces Love is Blind, um, is currently being sued um, by some people who were on, well, someone who was on a previous season because of the treatment. So not because of uh, edits, but because of the treatment of 
of the contestants of being deprived of food plied with alcohol instead of being given food and water danielle wool she was in season two and remember danielle was one of those people that we watched you could tell she was not well and you could tell she was not at her most stable and she speaks so much about it and has spoken since that she was at her worst then she was asking for assistance she was struggling with anxiety um, and they were not assisting her in fact they changed her producers to someone who was not helpful and was then depriving her food um, they couldn't they were in Mexico her and Nick um, and they couldn't order food rooms like their handler wouldn't bring them food and instead would drop off more alcohol. Of course, it's there is a sense in which it's like, will this ever change when it gives such interesting, dramatic television? And at the same time, I find it so hard to believe that we wouldn't get interesting television without all of that. Because if I think of like, Kwame and Chelsea, it was interesting. And he didn't seem drunk the whole time. Yeah. The least interesting part was the pool party where they were drunk. Yeah. That I, was the least interesting part of the dynamic. Yep, totally, totally. And I just, I mean, I watch these shows with like a big, like, I know these things happen on like The Bachelor. They happen on Love is Blind happened on Married at First Sight, same production company as Love is Blind. They happen apparently on these shift shows, these like horrible production practices. And of course, it's kind of like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> this makes sense because there is like a whole, a, a big amount of like machinery surrounding them and people operating that machinery and people you know, putting people on marks and filming people and mm. banking video and doing all these things. So yeah, I can imagine that it feels very, very awkward at times or that because they are literally a cog in a wheel, you know, yeah, in the, in the system, whatever you want to call it, my, all oh, my analogies are not coming to me easily that, uh, yeah, there would probably be mistreatment because they're a little bit not the main common denominator. You know what I mean? They are. Yeah. And I think it is important to remember again that like the producers are producing a television show. So when people do say no at the altar as well, just we should also remember that sometimes the producer knew from the get go that this person was never going to say yes. And that was the whole game that like they needed because they need people who are going to say yes. And they need people who are going to say no. And to like really come to the party and realize these people are not the worst, even though some of their worst moments might maybe shown. I'm coming to the conclusion that maybe the only ethical reality show is, is Survivor. I know. <laughs> it has always been. Again, I'm, I'm going to be proven right. Let me tell you, my 90s, I'm going to look back and see if we come right. Because right now... You know how they say sort of the pendulum swings or that like progress is a spiral, like you go up, you go down or whatever. My feeling is like our pendulum is clearly like at a very high height and it's falling right now, right? Because yeah, as a species, we did a little bit too much, okay? So <laughs> yes, I'm constantly like, this is the bad place. Right, this is 100% the bad place. So when things come down again, I am convinced that when we get to the center, like everything will have gone back to like level one of what it was as a genius little idea before it had to get all like capitalist and do more. Yep. Um, we will all agree that like, let's all just watch Survivor like we used to. Let's all just watch let's Survivor. All, 
<laughs> like we used to instagram is going to go back to being just like you post one photo for like of your food yeah of your food or of like a nice view <laughs> for your friends and family to see or other people but like tiktok and keep being tiktok you know they'll yeah. snapchat can say snapchat like whatever the uh, we can poke again on facebook like the original setting yes like poke let's poke please let's poke, and then like <laughs> we leave it there you know we leave it there the last thing i wanted to talk about is Bartice. Oh my gosh, baby. <laughs> I actually am not here for this new generation already. Like we're not supposed to have babies <laughs> in the Love is Blind family, but already, you know, I know that's all, all that Vanessa wants, but like, look, I don't want to think about Barista and his offspring. I swear it's not, it's not even his fault, but I just couldn't after perfect match. I just see him and I see a goofy dude and I'm not. <laughs> Yes. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh. You just see, I just see like a not serious person. I, and I just. <laughs> to quote Logan Roy, right? A hundred percent. Like, yeah, you're yeah. just not a serious person. And I read that. I just, the part that really confused me was like, I have that baby. He didn't mean to have that baby. You know, he didn't. Baby, and I'm like, well, well, let's. I'm gonna just sit around, you know. He's like, I'm gonna go with it. I just felt like this is so bizarre that they've brought him on with his baby to come and ask the question to like, when is everyone gonna have babies? It felt like, what am I watching now? Now I'm in a twilight zone. Twilight zone is asking when these couples are are going to have kids. Be for real. Like, I'll you're making it as if he's father of the year. How he had that conversation with Nancy and embarrassed oh. her in front of his family. And now I wonder, I actually wonder, I would really love to know the insides of that situation. And if when he found out he was pregnant, you know, he didn't like for one second. He, he was pregnant? No, I mean, obviously the woman oh, having a that he was going to have a child. If he, you know... Uh, maybe rethought his uh, stance a little bit if he maybe wondered but he couldn't get out of it now because then he (laughs) he couldn't get apparently though the tease that the speculation the people have found his baby mama and the speculation is that he probably didn't know because he was filming perfect match while she was pregnant and he probably didn't know because the baby mama had a boyfriend and she maybe didn't even know until basically D-Day. I don't even know if he got the option to think about that. I don't even think he got the choice or he just got the news that, hey, I just had your baby. Or like, I'm about to have a baby. It seems like it was a surprise. I mean, who knows? This is all speculation from the, t- the TikToks. I'm still like, fine, fine. But he's fine. Let's just stop asking people about when they're going to have children. Let's just make that a norm. And you know, it's funny because Brett joked in quotation marks, that you guys are really putting the baby pressure on. And that mm. was not a joke. Because it's not funny to ask people those questions. Some people don't ever want to have children, and that's legitimate. Some people want to have kids, but not right now, and that's legitimate. Some people have been trying and are struggling, and that's legitimate. You don't know their situation. It's none of your business. And please never bring Bartiz on any of these shows ever again. I'm enough. I never want to see him. But you're always going to run into trouble and we're always going to run into these issues 
um, for as long as what we're, what we're there to talk about and dance around and try to fit into is, this, is the construct, you yeah. know? And the now, perfect American family. Exactly. And not talk about real life and what happened on the show, which, as you're saying, it's a shame because there's enough there. There's enough there really there. is enough. Especially in a show with this concept, like there is actually that's enough. The, that's the thing. It's actually fully enough there. I, uh, you know, cheers to us for enduring that reunion, <laughs> and everybody who did. Um, my my, under, I think they're already filming the next season. So I, I think Miami. Vanessa. And yeah, I think Vanessa and Nick are already there. So, I mean, the hope is that they don't do reunions again. And I mean, can we do, I could, I'll even take Tan for France, like anyone. I would like Tan France and Gigi Hadid to do their thing on A hundred percent. I think they would be great on Love is Night. <laughs> they would so be great. I would love to see it. Okay, thanks, so <laughs> Thanks, Paul. If you want to support the show and help other people find us, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Assume It Will Be Brilliant Pod. And if you have any queries, questions, or comments, please email us at Assume It Will Be Brilliant at gmail.com. And remember, step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant. <laughs>